Welcome to the home of the Consecrated Woman in Washington, D.C. We are in week five of our quarantine here and we're doing well. This Holy Week has been a little bit different for us and kind of special because normally we'd be out doing missions and, and interacting with people and evangelizing. And this year we were, you know, kind of grounded here and had to stay home and we've been able to live this as a silent retreat. So I hope that this Holy Week has been special for you too. And today's Holy Saturday. I always felt like Holy Saturday was one of the longest days of the year, the day that Jesus died. Also the day that our churches are empty or they feel empty because the tabernacle is empty. And maybe the Lord is allowing us to experience in a different way or a special way this year what Mary and the apostles experienced. So this year, because of the coronavirus, we haven't been able to go to Mass, we haven't been able to receive the Eucharist, and we can experience a certain feeling of emptiness or loss. Um, and that might be a good point of connection to enter into this meditation and just understand what was going on inside of their hearts. And you think of the apostles, even during the Passion, they were already scattered and overwhelmed. Imagine them on Holy Saturday, just not knowing what to do with themselves and probably full of fear. And I think a question that was probably in their minds and hearts is just something simple. What will we do without him? And then we think of Mary and we wonder what she felt that day and what was going on in her mind and her heart. So let's join Mary and let's Let's reflect on what was happening with her. I think it's a natural thing on Holy Saturday to feel drawn to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Our hearts turn to her, I think, above all, because we want to comfort her, knowing you know, the sorrow of what she experienced and the suffering that she must be going through. But also I think we're drawn to just sort of the mystery of how did she live this day? And what does that teach me about times in my life when I'm going through suffering or sorrow? And how, how do I live that mystery? So this is kind of how I would describe what that must have felt like for Mary and the Apostles. When everything seems to be falling apart and when there's tremendous loss or darkness, suffering, even when God's presence seems to be disappearing, I think all of us can relate to these experiences. No one's immune from these things, especially in the situation that we're living now. And so we turn to Mary and we ask her, how did you live it, Mother? And so I want to invite you to join me in a little contemplation of how we can imagine this. And we can begin just entering into her home and we can imagine Mary sitting quietly in her living room. I imagine her there waiting just in case the apostles wanted to come by and see her if they needed to talk. I don't really think that happened because I think they were locked up in fear and they weren't going to go out in the streets even to visit her. But probably the women are there with her or stopping by. I think Mary Magdalene probably spent the day with her and maybe her relative, the wife of Clopas, that, who was there at the foot of the cross. She came by with something for her to eat and maybe a few other women who are devoted to Jesus that came by to offer words of comfort. 
It's interesting to remember too that it's the Sabbath, it's Saturday. So it's a day of rest. Um, one thing I've seen on some social media and just different things that people comment is that sometimes a way to kind of uh, work through your anxiety or your distress is to clean. Well, she couldn't even do that. She couldn't even, you know, get it all out by cleaning her kitchen and mopping her floor. So you can imagine her this, this sitting there and quietly pondering it all in her heart. So Mary ponders. We see that in scripture. What does the word ponder mean? The Greek word for ponder is symbole. And it literally means to throw together or to piece together. So Mary was pondering. She was piecing together the mystery that was before her. She was holding together the reality of what she saw, which was the suffering of her son, the horror of what they did to her son, the torturing, the death, and the stark reality of burying him in the tomb. And what did that mean to hold that together in her heart with her faith? Her faith in Jesus's own words that he would rise on the third day, her faith in the angel Gabriel's words that his kingdom would have no end, and her faith in the Father's promise from Isaiah 52, my servant shall prosper he shall be exalted and lifted up and shall be very high. When it seems as though Jesus had just been brought very low. Mary's pondering wasn't like our pondering, or at least like how I ponder sometimes. It wasn't analyzing or worrying. It didn't come from her need to know the answers. She didn't question the why or the how of what had happened. She received it and she accepted it. And she held it together with her faith, the reality of what happened with the faith of what she believed.